Okay, so we are in the final week of this series, which is called Up Close and Personal, because we are talking about a personal relationship with Jesus and what it means to work on that, what it means to try to have it, what it means to be more like Jesus. And so through this, we talked about when he called the disciples and how he showed them where to fish, and yet it was showing more than that because he was calling out to Peter, and he called out to Peter. Peter answered and said yes, and then Peter admitted that he was a sinner, and then he asked for help. And that's what it takes to start, because it takes following Jesus. It takes giving your heart to him. Uh, he talked about being the way, the truth, and the life, because he is the way, and he shows us the truth, and he shows us the life, treating people like we want to be treated, treating people like Jesus would treat them, loving God, loving others, all of these things. And we talked about what it looks like to be different and following the Beatitudes and how it's the opposite of what sometimes the world will expect. Uh, success is more about how you treat people and more about how you act and more about how you live and, and just the example you set than the money. It doesn't mean that having money is bad. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. In fact, if you have money, feel free to give it to me. That's cool. But... <laughs> It means that you're caring more about being different. You care more about being who you are, not fitting in with everyone else. And so that's what we're going to today as we wrap up uh, and about shining and being a shining light. That's right. And being a shining light. Uh, and so uh, Romans 12. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know uh, God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So this has a lot, and I want to start there. I'm going to go through a lot of Romans 12 because I want to talk about what it means to shine, what it means to be an example. A lot of times in church, you hear the phrase, be like Jesus, and then it kind of stops there. And sometimes we see bad examples of that. We see people treating people like garbage, or we see people judging people. We see people hating people and then putting God on top of it. And so it can be hard to know what that means. But part of having a relationship with Jesus is being like him. And this tells us how to start. Uh, being a living sacrifice means that every day you do your best to give your life to him. It means every day you do your best to start with him. Uh, and like I said, it's okay to have money. It's great to have good grades. But if you identify yourself as just an athlete or just a student or just a boyfriend or just a girlfriend or just a band member or just a Bucks fan or just uh, whatever else, like when things fall apart or when you grow up, or when you graduate, or when you get a bad grade, or when you get fired, or when you break up, like all of those things, your life falls apart. Now those things aren't bad to have those things in your life, but if you identify yourself first with Jesus, and you build the rest of the puzzle around that, then that never changes. Like he never stops loving you, no matter what happens, no matter what you do, he never stops loving you. And so the sacrifice part is that you start with him, you make your priority him first, and then everything else goes into place. Again, it doesn't mean you have to change uh, schools. It doesn't mean you have to try less hard at whatever it is you want to do at your job, at your sport, at reading, at writing, whatever. It just means that you start there and then you identify yourself that and you go forward. And then it talks about not copying the behavior and customs of the world. Often, we kind of stop with don't sin, and that's true, uh, because you look at the world as a sinful place. You look at the things that happen in the world that are justified in the world, that are glorious in the world, and um, it, it can be easy to be like, well, I just as long as I don't do that, I'm cool. What it also means is don't copy the behavior and customs in the world and how you treat other people. Uh, I used an example this morning. And I'm going to use that and then a different example tonight. So I saw something posted where someone had posted, uh, I've been clean and sober for a month. And the first comment by a Christian, it wasn't anyone in Ohio, uh, was, 
well, you shouldn't have been an alcoholic anyway or a drug addict anyway. You shouldn't have done it anyway. And then the next comment from the same person was, you know, a month isn't very much. Maybe you should only celebrate when you get to a year or so. Like, keep working. And it's like, if you, obviously, we shouldn't mess up first. Like, we shouldn't make a bad choice first. We shouldn't do the wrong thing first. We all know that. But once we have, if somebody comes up and says, well, you shouldn't have done that, that is not helpful at all. And so that's what the world does, though. That's what they want. They want to judge you in terms of, you have to fit in this box. You have to look like this. And if you go away from it, then you're worthless. Everyone messes up. Everyone does the wrong thing at some time or another. Now, that doesn't mean go around like, oh, I'm going to do the wrong thing and then later I'll ask for forgiveness. But it means that you have to understand that you're not going to be perfect. And so you have to understand that for everyone else, too. Like, nobody intends to go down the path that leads to addiction or leads to uh, whatever other sin you want to think of. Nobody go, uh, intends to get on that path. And so if you start with, I want to make them really regret it. I want to really point out that they're a bad person. I want to really point out like what, they, what Jesus would have done. That's not what Jesus would have done because Jesus talked to the woman at the well first before he talked about her sin. He talked to who she was. He saw who she was and he talked to her. And so uh, the other one I saw, and I'm not going to get specific on this, but I saw someone say, I heard this blah, blah, blah political in church, and the person said that they're a Christian, but they're obviously not a Christian because they voted blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to go anywhere from that other than to say, we make it so hard sometimes on other people. Uh, and we make it hard on ourselves too. But not copying the behavior and customs of the world means you're not judging and hating first. Actually, you're not judging and hating ever, but you don't start from a place of, I really need to make sure they know that I'm right. I really need to make sure they know that they're wrong. That's, that doesn't help anyone. We start by loving. We start by setting the example. We start by building the relationship, and we look at Jesus, and that's what we copy, not the way the world does things. Going to the next part. Uh, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, this is Paul speaking, uh, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. Uh, if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So I've talked about this before, but there is something called the bystander effect. And it happens a lot in true crime and serial killer stuff, and so I'm not going to go super down that way. But the bystander effect is basically like if you're walking down the street and you hear someone scream and you see a crime happening, uh, you think somebody else is going to report that or someone else is already going to, to fix that. Uh, driving down the road and you see someone like stopped on the side of the road, you're like, well, somebody's already taken care of that. Now, obviously, I'm not saying put yourself into danger. Don't like put on a cape and go run and stop things. But uh, we have this with everything, the bystander effect. And so this, we sometimes do that with our gifts, with who we are, with uh, what we try to do. We will see someone else doing something good, or we will see someone else helping someone, or we will see someone else standing up for what's right, or not making fun of someone, or uh, just being a good person. And we're like, well, that's already taken care of. I don't have to do it. I don't have that much to offer. We think, you know what, uh, I just, there, there's no point in me doing it. I'm just not good enough. But what this says is that we all have something to offer. We all have a different gift. We all have a different plan. We all have a different course. We all have something. And the closer you get to Jesus, the more you realize that. 
uh, it would be awesome if like as soon as you become a Christian, as soon as you uh, start to, to follow that path, you, you're like, you know what, uh, I w- I'm going to know exactly what my path looks like and I'm going to know exactly what I'm going to do and everything that's going to happen. But that's not how it works. You have to keep work- working and, and thinking about it and praying about it and learning. And so just realizing even if you don't know exactly what you're going to be when you grow up yet, knowing that you can still make a difference by being a good person, by helping people, by loving people, by uh, not texting, by all of these different things, you can learn that you are going to be, you can be a good person, you can be helpful, you can be attentive, uh, you can be a wonderful example in any situation, even if you're on a couch or a weird chair. And so all of these things are important to, to understand. And the other thing is, and it starts with saying, don't think too highly of yourself. That doesn't mean don't have confidence. If you do, that's awesome. It means that sometimes we do the other side. And it's like, I do so much for God. I'm so much better than this person over here. But when you do that, not only are you judging them, but you're starting to think that you're too important and nothing else works without you. And that eventually gets to nothing else matters except what you think, what you do. Uh, That's what the Pharisees did with Jesus. Like they thought what they said was the most important thing. And so the literal Messiah that they'd been waiting for comes along and they're like, eh, whatever. Like we, we, what we say goes, what we say matters. We are in charge. And so many people in the capital C church live like that. Like, especially when you look at politicians and you look at people in the news and all this stuff, people who say, well, my word is really what matters more than what Jesus would do. Like, come on, this is what it's supposed to look like. This is what it's supposed to do. This is what, what I want. And I said this this morning too, but we sometimes care more about being right and being known as being right than we do about actually caring about other people. And that's messed up and that's not what Jesus did. So it's like, yeah, have confidence and be you know, aware of yourself and do your best, but also understand that no matter how good you do, you're not better than anyone else. Also understand, no matter how much you mess up, you're not worse than anyone else. We all have a path. We all have a plan. And God loves every single person. Every single person. Uh, Now, does that mean everybody's going to turn to Jesus? Of course not. Because some people are going to say no. Or some people are going to be prideful. Or some people are going to hate others. Or whatever. What it means is, you do your best to show people that there's a reason to turn to Jesus. You do your best to show people that there's an example to follow. That there's a way to go. And you treat people like you would want to be treated even if they believe differently than you even if they think differently than you, even if they are different than you, you just treat them better because it's not on us to be the ones that are seen as right. It's on us to live right and help other people and show that example so people will have that seed planted and see that there's a reason to live that way, that there's a reason to do better. Going to the next part here. Uh, Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Uh, Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who are weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. So before I get toured into that, I saw something else this week, and it made me think um, where somebody was saying, and this was just an example somebody was writing out. Somebody was saying, I only got four hours of sleep last night. And man, it just I, I didn't get much sleep, and it was so tiring. And then the other person, instead of saying, oh, really, what's that? It's like, they're like, I only got one hour of sleep. And sometimes we do that. We compete with the dumbest things. And it's like, listen, 
what I'm dealing with is way worse than what you're dealing with. Or, you know, what I have is way better than what you have. And my story matters more. And it's just like, what's the point? Like, how does that, how does it help anyone to know that you both didn't get much sleep or whatever the reason is? And what this is saying is live in harmony with each other. And if somebody comes to you and they're really happy about something, even if you're not happy, it doesn't mean throw away your feelings, it doesn't mean don't talk, it doesn't mean act like everything is awesome, but share that joy. If somebody gets a promotion or somebody gets a good grade or somebody is just, something awesome has happened, share that with them, show them what it's like, and then talk about what you're going through. If it's somebody you trust, talk about what you're going through. On the same token, if you just had the best day ever and you were walking down the street and you were in front of Luke's house and you saw like, $500 under a rock and you picked it up and it's like, this is awesome. I've got $500 now. And, and you're like, sweet. And you're so happy. And then you run into somebody else, let's say Cooper, and he's just having the worst day because he randomly lost $500. And, and it's like such an awful day and everything's horrible. Share that sorrow with him. Again, it doesn't mean you have to make yourself sad. It doesn't mean you have to, to do any of that. It just means we are so tempted sometimes to compete uh, even if we're not competitive, we're so tempted to make our story stand out, to make sure people know what we're going through, that we fail to share in what they're going through. And that's what it means to be like Jesus, to share that and love that, to rejoice in our hope, to, to be there in trouble, to be patient, to keep praying, and to really love people. Uh, it is very easy to say, love God, love others. It's very easy to say, love everyone. It's also very easy to say, I love everyone, and then post or tweet something horrible about someone or some group of people or somebody you don't even know or some celebrity or politician or blah, blah, blah. It's very easy to do that. And what happens is people see that, and maybe they're not associated with anything in the church, and they see that, and they see somebody who talks about being loving and then is very hateful. And they're like, why would I go to church? Like, I, I can do that on my own. Like, I can be hypocritical on my own. Again, we're not perfect, and we're going to screw up, and we're going to have bad days and all of that. But really love everyone. Uh, it does not mean you have to like everyone. It doesn't mean you have to be best friends with everyone. We've talked about forgiveness before. Forgiveness does not mean you have to walk up to someone who has done something horrible to you and say, I forgive you. It means that you let it go. It doesn't mean you forget. It means that you don't hold hatred in your heart. It means that you start to move forward, that you heal, you do what you need. And sometimes you do cut people out of your lives. But it means that you don't pretend to love people. You don't pretend to care. You actually do it, uh, just like Jesus does. That's all of this, what it means to shine, what it means to be a light, what it means to, to, to just be an example. If we were able, and we're not because of windows and stuff, um, but if we were able to turn every light in this room completely off, just like pitch black, and then I held up like a little lighter, a little match, like it would shine everywhere, and it would look so much brighter than it would if I just shined the match here. Uh, the world kind of sucks sometimes. There's a lot of stuff bad, and there's a lot of stuff that hurts, and we go through a lot, and it's very hard. But one light makes a huge difference in that. One example makes a huge difference. If you go into things thinking, I'm going to change the world, I'm going to make everything better, you're not. Like, you're going to change the world by impacting it. You can't make everything better. You can just do your best to be that light to help. Just like one match can't Oh, this is going to be a bad example. One match can't burn down a full forest. You don't want to do that. But one match can't do all of that. Don't it? Fair. That's not a challenge. But one match can't do that. But doing your best, like you can still make that difference. You can make that indentation. You can make that change. You can make that impact. Last part here, and this one sometimes is the hardest. Uh, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. 
Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God, for the scriptures say, I will take revenge and pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their head. Uh, so Paul's kind of funny in that he was a very special guy. Uh, he was, he still had that little bit of sarcasm and that little bit of, uh, you know, you be kind to someone and that's really how you hurt them. Uh, that's not necessarily the best intention. Although what he's saying, I believe at heart is we worry so much about what we call justice, but what it is really is revenge. Like if you are hurt or made fun of or something bad happens or someone you love gets hurt or made fun of or something bad happens, you want to do the same thing back to the person or tenfold. You want to do more. You want to really do that. And it's like they deserve to pay. Yes, absolutely, they might deserve to pay. But it's not on us to do that. That doesn't mean to let everything go. It doesn't mean that nobody should ever pay for their crimes. They should. But it says when you get into revenge and you're like, I have to be the one to make them pay. I have to be the one to do this. I have to be the one to, to protect. I have to be the one to, to, to stop. I have to blah, blah, blah. We just have to be the ones to point out injustice. And if you can stop something, sure, but not in terms of revenge, not in terms of hatred, not in terms of making a difference. And if you have someone who has a grudge against you and you know they have a grudge against you, returning that just makes it worse. It just lets them win. It just lets them feel good about it. It just lets them feel justified. And again, this doesn't mean that you have to be best friends with everybody. It doesn't mean that you have to hang out with everybody. But it means that if you treat people the way they treat you, What's the point of being a Christian? Like, why, why would we be here? Nothing is changing. Nothing is different. If Jesus had treated the Pharisees just like they treated him, like, we wouldn't be here thousands of years later in churches. Like, we wouldn't be. And yet, he still showed love and care and hope. And there's one last scripture. Uh, Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. There's a Martin Luther King quote, and I'm going to mess it up because I didn't think about it beforehand. But it's basically... Um, Darkness cannot wipe out darkness. Only light can do that. Uh, fire, or fire cannot put out fire. Only water can do that, etc., etc. The point is, if you match evil for evil, if you match hate for hate, if you match anger for anger, if you match judgment for judgment, all you're doing is doubling it. Like, nothing's happening. But if you are the example of good, if you are the example of what's right, if you are the example of helping people, of caring about people, of loving people then that at least makes a difference. It does not mean that the people are immediately going to be like, oh my gosh, wow, uh, uh, wow, Seth treated me so kindly today, and it just really affected my life. I'm going to be a Christian now, I'm going to give all my money to charities, and I'm going to do all that. That's not going to happen, probably. But at some point, they're going to think, you know what, I was a jerk. And that person was kind to me, or that person didn't point it out, or that person didn't hate me, or wow, I saw that person do the right thing for somebody or help somebody, and they might not even know your name, but they're like, I wonder why. And maybe that'll lead them to look. Maybe it'll lead them to talk to someone else. It's not on us to change people because we cannot change people. It's on us to show people why it's good to change, why it's good to be better, why it's good to love, why it's good to be like Jesus. That's what we do. That's how we shine. That's what the whole point of the song and the, the title and the, the scripture and everything is, is to be like him, to show people that it's possible and to show people that it's a better way and to show people that we are all worth it in him. That's all I got.